Hello folks, welcome to the broadcast. I'm John Saxbury, host here at Revival Now. Um, I want to start off by talking to you about something that just really kind of, it's kind of at the heartbeat of everything that's going on in, in the United States right now. It's the, the synagogue shootings. And the, the topic that, that, that uh, is being brought up, that I'm, I'm going to speak about for, for a bit, for a minute. I got another message, but I want to speak about this for a little bit. It's about sanctu- uh, places of worship clearing yards. It's time for every every church pastor to get their ushers trained, get their security members trained, get a few trained members in your church that are acting that are an accurate shot. Get them trained, lock and load. Time to lock and load. We're living in that day. I mean. I mean, this is this is a crazy time. Jesus even told warned us about about this. He said, you, "One day you'll have to sell all you have and buy a sword." And buy in modern days, buy a weapon because things are about to get crazy. Things are getting crazy. I mean, all the stuff that's going on with the media, with the Antifa, with Soros and the Bilderbergs, the Rothschild dynasty, all the crazy crap with the Illuminati and everything that's just going down. Time to, it's time to suit. It's time to get that the prepared for battle, and that means protecting yourself too. I mean, we not wrestle against flesh and blood, but there's also something that's out to kill our flesh and blood. And we need to stay alive to stay keep the gospel going. Amen. And had to say a couple things, you know. Just it's just it's it's a, it's a major tragedy what happened when. Um, one of the one of the members one of the members of that synagogue that was killed was a Holocaust survivor, and that it just it just breaks my heart. Hmm. So how's everybody doing today? I hope you're all doing great. So open your Bibles to me with me to the Book of Acts, chapter two. I want to title this message. I want to title this message, Be Careful Who You Silence. This mess, this, this whole message series that God's given me for the next year is to awaken, cause an awakening, to, um, to, to get everybody to realize where your part is in the body of Christ, that you do have a role in this full-time ministry. Anywhere you're at in life, you have a place in full-time ministry. God has called you to be in full-time ministry 24-7. I mean, that means in your workplace, in your neighborhood, everywhere, in every area of your life. Whether it be if you're a banker, working at school, working at a construction company, or working at a manufacturing plant, you have a full-time ministry. God has called you to be a full-time minister. Because you're a born-again believer. Bible says, and it, goes, and it says in Acts chapter 1, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. You shall be witnesses unto me in, Mo, in both Judea, Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and the other most parts of the earth. Amen. 
man. That's what the, the, you you means you're gonna be you once you became born again, you signed a covenant with God. Now you have a duty. Now you have to fulfill that great commission. The great commission is going to all the world and preach the gospel. I mean that's that's the, the great commandment is love thy neighbor as you love yourself. Great commission is going to all the world and preach the gospel. This is this is detrimental. This is very serious business we're living in this in this day and this hour. And the one thing the one thing that you gotta be careful for are the people who want this stuff to be done. Who want the science and the, and, the, and it's not people in the in the secular world because they're hungry for God. I'm talking about Christians, stagnant pastors, stagnant people that are in the church, people who don't want to move of God, people that don't want other people in their circle. I mean, this is this is serious business, folks. God, this is all it's all written here. You think I'm making it up? Just open up your own Bible and read it to yourself. A lot of it's because the people don't know people don't study know the Bible what the Bible says about it. They think, oh, there's many are called, but few are chosen. That's not what that means. That's a totally different thing. Besides, that's away from ministry. God has put in us a a, a spiritual gift, a mandate to get out there and put the word out of who, what we represent, and who we are, and who, what His kingdom is, and who He is, and about His kingdom. And building his kingdom and develop and, and and encouraging all the believers who who have who've been born again that they have a purpose in life, they have a purpose to go out and preach the gospel. They can they get they can get out. I mean, whether it be I mean, I am a big fan of community groups for one. Cell groups, you name it. My church, Life Church, St. Louis, Life Church STL, I should say. I don't want to get the group too confused. There's another live church, St. Louis, copycats, of course. Um, anyway, but they, we believe strongly in community groups. That means that gives people a purpose to get up and get out and share with our, with one another, develop a fellowship, get in that place of fellowship where you're in fellowship with with believers who are going to build you and develop, help develop you. Um. It says you shall be you shall receive power. You should be seized with power. It means everything that you were doing, you gotta see it's gotta be seized up. And everything you you gotta you gotta be that cup that pours out. You gotta be that light that shines in the darkness. Anyway. But the thing is you gotta watch who you got you watch who you silence. Open me, open with me to Acts chapter two, verse one. When the day of Pentecost came together, there came a sound from heaven as a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the house, the entire house where they it seized it seized the the, the atmosphere of the house. What happened there when that, that whole, the Holy Spirit poured out? It seized everyone in their moment of pressing in. God finally poured Himself out, poured that which He had filled. Uh, that we had filled up back then that, that, the, that they said that the original 120 
that they filled that bucket up in heaven, he poured it out, and it seized that moment. It was a notable event from around the world. That just this thing was happening where the power of God was pouring out into people and being made manifest into people. And it goes down and says, others mocked other and said, mother, others, they were making fun. Basically, when the other people, when they were hearing their languages, they were all, they were seeing people rolling around on the floor, getting hit by the power of God. They were trying to silence them. They were wanting to silence them. One, one thing, good thing, one good thing religious people are good at is silencing people. Silencing somebody that, that's, got, that's brand new in ministry. That's not a good thing. That's that's the most horrible thing. That's like aborting a baby, and it's no different than abortion. I mean, these very same pastors who are out to silence somebody who's freshly new in ministry and freshly anointed, and they're out to silence them. They're the same ones out there holding signs out there in abort in front of abortion clinics. Says end abortion. Well, you're doing the same thing over in your church. I mean, seriously, this is this. You're doing the same thing. It's no different than than going and killing a than a doctor going inside of a, a, a pregnant woman and killing an innocent little baby. No different at all. You are committing abortion. You have a murderous spirit. You're out to murder the call of God on somebody's life because you're jealous, because you don't like what they're you don't like anybody else in your in your circle. You don't want anybody else because you got your favorites. And you don't want them in your favorites community, your little favorites pocket. It's time for people, to, it's time for this to end in the church. It's time to end it. This ain't, Jesus never went around playing favorites. One thing I love about Pastors Josh and Corey Shelton, they do not play favorites. Everybody is equal. Everybody has a calling. Everybody is called to, called to ministry that's in that house. As a full-time calling in ministry. And it's time to get in, in, in to build other people. They're into building people individually. They're into building ministries. Had a little talk with my pastor this past Sunday about me joining up with... He goes, oh, no, John. He goes, oh, that's fine. He goes, that's fine. He goes, do it. He goes, because I, I encourage you to do it. You know, and they, they want to build... They're trying to build something here. We're working together to build something great. So all this you see here... Everything you see here, and everything you see taking place here, and every time you hear the gospel preached from this set and this stage, is a, it's a, it's an end result of my pastors sowing into my life. Pastors Rick and Donna, um, Pastor Mike Limp, Pastor Josh and Tori Shelton, um, Pastor Pat Cripps, Jack Harris. And there's a few other more that I'm probably not saying, but you know who you are. I mean, there's people, uh, Brenda Haggard Barnes, you know, the mother of Chris Martin, Chris Rose, Chris Martin that's on my page here. I mean, there, there's key people that I, that I, and Corey, Corey and Corey Queen is another one. I mean, we, we, there, there's, I mean, you got to have people to build you. This is a result of being built by, a twenty some twenty two something year friendship. There was an that we we came in together in covenant, and they and they helped produce this, and put this out. Yeah, there was people along the way that tried to silence me, said, "Oh, you're too overzealous." 
I mean, the, the thing is, what's sad is, is those are the very same people that, I'm going to say, I'm going to take, the, I'm going to probably take a safe guess, 95% of them pat people who tried to shut me down and tried to discourage me and tried to get me to go the other way, they're not even in ministry anymore. They're off doing something outside of what they're called. They're out of the will of God, matter of fact. I can be safe to say that they're out of the will of God. They're just pretty not non-existent. I mean, they. It just. it's sad. It really is. It's a sad thing. Because that the thing that they tried to sow, they wind up, that, that very thing you sow, you'll wind up reaping. You're causing death to your own ministry. You're causing death to your family. You're causing death to everything around you. Because you, you've got to quit trying to silence a believer who is built for the gospel, who has been built from the ground up from the, by the Holy Spirit. The, the, and, God created, and God created us to build each other up. You're talking about build each other up in your utmost holy faith. You've got to build yourself. You've got to build other people besides yourself. I mean, there's, I mean, people try to accuse me of promoting myself in the ministry. I'm going to say this right now. There is no way possible that you can promote some, you can promote yourself in the ministry. It's only done by the Holy Spirit. And that's by becoming born again and getting that revelation of who you are and what you are. One thing that Satan tries to do is try to get you to question your identity. Get, trying to doubt yourself. Trying to break your, men, break your mindset down. He'll, he'll use a pastor to do it that, that's not, that doesn't want to flow with the, with the anointing. It's very hard to call yourself in the ministry. Those people who try to, and they, 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 you can tell that they're just not. They, they try hard and they, they want to, but then it's just like, you know, it, it, just, it just ain't happening. It's just, it's nothing. It's just, they're turning the key and the engine is turning over. But there's potential for that, though. The ones who, at least they're trying and pressing in. You can't knock them for trying and pressing in. You just got to teach them how to do it right. See, okay, here it is. Here you're, flowing, you're, you're kind of flowing a little backwards in the Holy Spirit. You're going against the Holy Spirit on this, this, and this, and this. But if you, if you do this and just relax and let God, let it come to you, God will actually use you. They're actually called too. Believe it or not, they're called to preach the gospel too. In what platform and what type of ministry, it's beyond me. I mean, even if it's ministry of helps for, for all their life, so be it. You know how much we need the ministry of helps. We need it. So we need it bad. It's it's high. It's in high demand. There's a lot. It's a lot of churches. They they're 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 having to shut down because they have lack of ministry of helps. Nobody cut the grass. Nobody take care of stuff around the church. They can't afford to hire somebody to come do it. They got the lack of ushers. Lack of security. Lack of people who can work the daycare and work the work the the, the children's church and who can work the the youth can't youth, youth I mean they're they're folding up because they can't 
Nobody, nobody will step up to the plate. Nobody's got that revelation. They got, they're lacking. They're lacking ministry of helps. Ministry of helps is the is like the heart, like the heart of the ministry. Everything you see out of the, after that is basically a result of the help ministry. It's the payoff of the help ministry. Didn't have no sound. We didn't have no sound guys. Preachers would still be yelling in open open air uh, sanctuaries. They had to build sanctuaries that had to carry the sound just right because they didn't have they didn't have a PA. Amy Temple McPherson is a good example. Her church out in L.A., the Los Angeles Tamp Temple, she she didn't have no PA. She spoke in the open air. It was she had it designed where the air the, where the sound bounced off the walls were echoed out the walls when she spoke. That that church is still in operation today. I think, I guess I think Matt Barnett owns it. Matthew Barnett owns it or something. Tommy Barnett's son. I think I'm thinking I may be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. The one will know it's Brian Taylor. He's on my page. I'm gonna tell you something about Brian Taylor. The gentleman's on my page. Brian Taylor is an anointed young man. One anointed man. I don't say young man. I guess I guess he's because he's a young man. But he is one anointed man. He digs in and he preserves the the history of revival and that of the miraculous. He has this gift of bringing back and bringing to life that which we we came from and the the history of revival. And it's just it just astounds me, astonishing. I'm astonished by the knowledge that you have of a revival, about revivalists. That's a true calling, son. Don't you ever quit that. Don't you ever quit it. Don't let anybody tell you to try to talk you out of out of being a minister. That is a ministry calling, and hey, God bless you in everything you do. And thank you for keeping revival alive with that. Other, I mean, then people started mocking. People tried to silence the, the original twenty. They saying they, they were laughing at him. So all these guys are gone. Look at these people, these idiots. And they're rolling on the floor laughing. The power of God's pouring out, and it's getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And next thing you know, they're, they're recognizing their danger, and they're starting to get a little worried because they they they, they weren't that's that wasn't even their language. God confounded their language and changed and gave them a different language, a heavenly language. And they were able to recognize what was going on. I mean, that's, that's, that's the, that's the, that's, they were recognizing what they were saying, basically. And that's one of the things that just blows my mind about God. There ain't no way you can, you can fake that. There's no way you can fake that. The presence of God pours out and, and, and everyone's touched. Everyone gets healed from it. I mean, when you're trying to silence somebody out, you may you better know you better be careful. Because the person you're trying to silence, you may be you're you you better get you better get and one you get and these guys, these pastors that do this, that do this to, to people like that I had it done to myself when pastors tried to silence me. Not my senior pastor, but there was other people that was in the church that time that did genuine 
wiped the flow of God, and they kind of undermined the pastor, and they were out to try to cause harm, and they were trying to they were trying to silence me, man. They were they just couldn't. It's because they were trying to quench the noise out. They were trying to quench it with something different. They were trying to drown. They were trying to drown it out, and they couldn't run from the conviction of that. So they were thought they thought, well, if I can silence, we can silence him and get him to think that he's just doing this because he's insecure and he, he, they had to check their security and all this other stuff and try to. They, and I just kind of like rolled my eyes and I just kept on doing what I got to do. One of the things you got to do when you when somebody when some, you got people in your life that are trying to control you and try to bring you down and try to silence you, keep pressing forward, keep going forward. You know, they say, well, oh, you're just teaching people to be disobedient to authority, to the authority in the church. No. Being disobedient to man brings honor to God. I said being disobedient to man brings honor to God for change. You don't have to be obedient to, to unrighteous behavior. That's not the work of God. God does, God's not in the business of shutting people down and silencing them. If they're not, they're off on their doctrine and they're not, and they're, and they're, and they're not getting, they're not getting on all eight. Work with them, get them to fine tune. Don't try to stop them. Don't try to get them to not be in ministry. Teach them how to flow with God. Teach them something simple. Because a lot of the problems is with the younger preachers, and I and I did this myself. When you're younger in ministry, you try to hear you hear a message being preached, and then you write it all down, and and you think, okay, I got this. A lot of pro problems a lot of young younger preachers run into is they bite off more than they can chew with a message. Try some start out with something small and simple. And then work your way up. Build yourself. It's like working out. If I were to pick up a one-pound weight and sit there and, and exercise, I could sit there with that thing all day and be pumping it all day. Versus picking up a weight that's 200 pounds. After a little bit, my arms and my legs are going to be just going to hurt. In my case, I shouldn't do something like that. But, there, but aside from that, it's just an illustration. A lot of them jump in too too deep in too deep of water. God didn't create you to sink or swim. God created you to keep work at a steady pace. Be at a place where you're you're not you're not drowning. You're not struggling with it. Keep a steady pace. Two, don't don't ever. Think you're too far in the ministry that you can't ask for advice or ask for help. I can go ask Pastor Rodney anything, any time, any place. No matter where he's at, I'll see a message pop up that he's answering me. Or if I, if I ask him a question, and he'll answer me. There's times where I've asked Pastor Rick questions, or go to Pastor Rick, or go to Pastor Jack, Jack Harris. I call him Pops, but that's just because he's. A spiritual, my spiritual, my spiritual father, my father in the faith, who really helped me walk this thing out, and he encouraged me from day one. Since day one, you're an evangelist. You've got the power of an evangelist in you. 
it's not that he was given there's there's a title that that's a title people use a ministry office as a title but it's not your title it's your office it's the office of the holy spirit you work under i'm a revive i work under the office of a revivalist a revivalist is an, is an, is another form of an evangelist but we reach out to people who are in the church i mean don't ever and I'm going to say this to these pastors and these, and these pastors that did this stuff in the past to me or, you know, or there's pastors that's doing it now. You know, I'm going to tell you something. You can't build yourself up by tearing others down. you got to build each other up. Build each other work, work together building that tower. Building each side of the tower together. At the same pace, and then you reach up higher and higher and higher and higher. I mean, the stuff I, the stuff I'm preaching on. I mean, my, me and my pastors are so in tune. That my pastors and I are in tune with each other. I'll talk to Pastor Josh, and he'd be on board with it, and, and he's good. They encourage this. I'm gonna say this to all the naysayers out there. This is a, this is Pastor Rick and Pastor Josh, along with Pastor Donna and Pastor Tori. Um, Jack and Cherry, this is a result of them sowing into my life. This is a tribute to them sowing into my life. Yes, there was people that that was brought in that probably should have never been there. That's not for me to worry about. That's for God to deal with. God, God, they, Pastor Rick got them out of there. They figured out that they were not doing things. I'm not going to get into the details. But I'm just going to say this: that they, they were they were they were asked to step down, and they did, and they went away. The reason why I talk about it is because I, I know there's people out there right now that, that there's the same thing being done to them. Don't ever and don't ever try to silence somebody that's new in ministry. Ever work with them, build them up, because because they didn't call flesh and blood did not call them in the ministry. They didn't call themselves. God called them. It's just they don't know how to govern themselves in ministry. They don't. They've never because maybe they were growing up without that kind of influence. Like I, I mean, I'd go into details, but I'm just gonna say I just didn't. It just wasn't happening for me from when I was growing up. Dealing with a lot of rejection from kids, being picked on, being bullied. Um, dealing with a lot of rejections from other things that happen in life. Just things that unfairly happen in my life, but God still uses me. God says, "Yeah, you may be a wreck, you may be a mess, you may be screwed up, but I still got a plan for you." It's the same for you too. You, you, you just don't don't ever despise the work of God. I mean, God has got a place for everyone in ministry. Every born again believer that comes into His kingdom, they've got a place in ministry. They've got a they've got a call in ministry. People want to ask, well, you didn't get a special prophecy or didn't hear it. Sometimes people don't have to hear the voice of God. A lot of times what it takes, and this is, I know this probably sounds old school, it's by getting into this. It's by opening these pages here and going through each page and going through each chapter and verse and talk about and let, and let it talk to you about what it means to have a calling in ministry. What it, how, how, I mean, it's, Get out and about how to get out there and how to win souls and take pray for the sick and 
and so forth. You know, just or you know how to just conduct yourself when you're talking to me. It's all in this book. I mean, from Genesis to Revelations, everything in life you need is in this book. But don't ever try to shut somebody down, ever. That is the wrong, that is poor faith. That is a prideful mentality. That is a haughty spirit. That is a, that is one of the worst form of witchcraft you can do. Try to keep somebody down, keep them from using their phone. The one person who tried to stop me from going and said, you, you don't need to, I, you shouldn't, he says, you're not going out there and doing that. You're not going to be out there running around like some maverick. I'm thinking, excuse you? I was set to leave the next day. I said, listen here, Pastor. I said, not to do you any disrespect, but tomorrow I'm, I'm booking that plane regardless of what you say. Regardless of what you have to say or what you feel about it, I'm boarding it anyway, and you're not going to stop me because you're not the Holy Spirit. I walked out of there, and, I, and he was just, I went off and did it anyway. Wasn't that disobedient? To, no. They, he has no right trying to discourage somebody or try to stop them from fulfilling the call in their life. It's not for your favorite people, and I'm sorry that you get that, that it, run, it runs over some people's feet. But sometimes people need their feet run over. People need their feet run over to wake up and re smell the roses. I mean, this is not a game. This is not a social gathering. It's a fellowship, but not a social gathering. A lot of people, there's some people that come to church, they go to the church and it's not real to them. They don't believe the Bible. They really fully don't believe the Bible for one. Number two, they don't yield to the Holy Spirit. They yield to their flesh. Monday being Saturday. They come into church on Sunday trying to think that they can, they can run with the big dogs doesn't happen. You want to run with the big dogs? Live a holy life. Live a life in the Word. Live a life in the in praying in tongues a couple hours a day. Pray. Read your Bible. Read it from Genesis to Revelation. Start out in the New Year. At New Year's Day, start out from Genesis and then go to New Year's Eve of that next year. And see how far, see how much God can do with you. This whole book of Acts is about the entire church getting up off their feet and getting out and doing the work of ministry. Jesus didn't call some. He didn't call a few. That, that, that is counterproductive. You can't just call a few and expect some big miraculous result. That's impossible. He wants an entire army, a global army. Of believers, born again, fire-breathing fire believers that are full of the fire of the Holy Ghost that will get up and go out and do the work of the gospel. They will go into all, all the earth and preach the gospel and, and inhabit the earth. Take it over. Take it over for Jesus. Win souls. Pray for the sick. You know? People have problems. People, there's a lot of people up in the hospital. 
And and what's sad is that is half of them were elderly people. They had nobody to come and visit them. Walk to a do a hospital visit with them with an elderly per people. Go and visit their rooms and pray with them and sing songs to them and play music with them and get them to get them to, to worship with you. Old elderly people that are they're not safe. Well, they flock to the gospel because they they lived their whole life without it. And when they're laying there dying in their last couple of days of life, you may be the only thing, the only light that gets in there and does it. Amen? I mean, there's times where I'm preaching, I'm hooting and hollering here. Tonight, I, today, I'm just going to talk to you. I'm just talking to you. I mean, to these pastors that tried to shut me down, I forgive you. You know, I forgive you. I, I hold nothing against you. I just hope you change. I pray you change your attitude towards people. You're not owed anything. God never played, the Holy Spirit never plays favorites. You can't build other, you can't build, you can't get anywhere in life by tearing others down to build yourself up. That's basically what these, these pastors do. When God revealed that to me at the time I was gone. They were taking going over to other, some other person's house. It's no different than going over some house, other person's house. Because you don't have a house. You start tearing their house and, and pretend to love them. And, and then you're tearing their house down around them. And the next thing you know, their, the house that was on their, that was still on their foundation is on your foundation. And they're left stranded high and dry without a house. They're left standing high and dry like house. In the meanwhile, you're eroding people and you're making yourself isolated. You become isolated. You start to isolate. People start. You become isolated by your actions. You isolate yourself. You know, the way to do it is if somebody comes along and they have a call of ministry on their life, you don't try to shut it down. You do whatever you can to transform that person's life so they can effectively go out there and do the work of the gospel so they can effectively go out there and inhabit the earth with the holy spirit amen i mean we we, we can't you can't just sit there and shut somebody down that is wrong that is dead wrong whenever you're shutting somebody down you're trying to you're forcing you're you're trying to do whatever you can to silence somebody God's getting ready to silence you. He says, "Do my do not you know, touch not my anointed, nor do my prophets any harm." Means you got to knock it off. Nobody appointed you to be God. Nobody appointed you to be Jesus. Nobody appointed you to be the Holy Spirit. God appointed you to be who you are and the purpose you are. But he didn't didn't create you to tear somebody else down, to put keep yourself down. Amen. I mean, it's been a great time today. I mean, it's just I just knew something was was just stirring in my spirit about this. Um you just, sometimes you just got to have a talk with people at home. Just say what's on your mind, what's on your heart, and share what's on your heart. 
I mean, it's just it's just one of those things you got to do. And this is something that's called breakout, you know. But I'm talking about breaking out. I'm not talking about going to rob a bank and somebody's going to drive the getaway van. My buddy Mark, Mark Bower, I put on there, it's time to break out. My buddy Mark Bower goes, here, I'll come and get you out there. I'll, I'll be driving the getaway vehicle. <laughs> something like that. Something crazy like that. But when I'm talking about breakout, it means it's time to break out of that shell, break out of that box. You know, TD Jakes was always shut that was when they when they when he was in his first years of ministry, those senior those associate pastors, the senior pastor was really good to him. But all the the servants, the people who served there, and the and the associate pastors, they didn't like him because he could out preach them in a vault and like that. They tried for years, sound. Same with uh, what's his name, Benny Hinn, um, Oral Roberts. Name a few. They had people try to silence silence them, and they and they and they, and they pretty much went up and smoked themselves. Amen. You don't try to do that. You you don't want to go up and smoke. God needs you in ministry, but He needs you to do it right. He needs you to repent. Amen. This has been awesome. Wonderful Jesus. Wonderful Jesus. There's people listening right now and you got a call of ministry on your life. Lord Jesus, we come to you right now. We release these men from our hearts, from our minds, and our emotions, and our spirit. But Father God, let forgiveness flood their life. Flood their life with, that, with your forgiveness, which you, which you only know. Father God, we speak, we speak that, they, that they get the right kind of help that they need to just be shut down. And we ask you in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Well, I'm going to get going here. I'm done for the day. I just wanted to get this out. Um, I'm going to say, just remember, Saturday, next Saturday, no service. No, this, There's not going to be no service here. Um, I'm taking Saturdays off. Um, Sunday, Sunday evening. Then you got... Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, during the weekdays. People are saying, well, how's he going to watch his baby? How's he going to do that? How's he going to watch his baby? Got you covered. See? It's that simple. All right? Love you. This is a production of Sacks Prairie International Revival Ministries. For more information about our ministries, to contact us for prayer requests, email me at revivalistjfs3 at gmail.com. And if you if you if you need prayer, if you, if you need if you need a, a need 
anything else to just to talk, if you need counseling, whatever, call me at 636-368-6490. Thank you. God bless you and have a great day. I love you. See you tomorrow.